Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. I feel like every week this is like a nice respite, like a nice moment of being able to unwind, a touch, take a breath. It's been an intense week mm-hmm. in general for the world. <sighs> yeah, but gosh. Here we are. I feel like we keep saying like, boy, it's been a week. Every single week for months and event or years. Well, that is yeah. sort of well. We just the world needs more drunk Bible study. It really does. I know I do. Everyone in the world had an opportunity to just kick back with friends mm-hmm. and read an ancient text yeah. while drinking yeah. and only taking it semi seriously. Yeah, the world yeah. would be a better place. Yeah, for sure. You should invite us to the UN. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> NATO. We clean that place right up. Just get it straightened out here. The EU. Like, <laughs> Heck, put us in front of Putin. Actually, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no okay. thank you. Right, but yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> we are in front of Hosea. We are in the very exciting world mm. of the minor prophets where yeah. fast-paced, mm. never know what's going to hit you. I wonder... Never know what kind of haircut people are going to have. I wonder... Yeah. Oh, God. The haircut. Gosh. It's just um, coming at you. Yeah, ya. I wonder what Hosea would think about being, you know, called a minor prophet. I feel like he would Ooh. not appreciate that very much. Just learning about him a little bit last week. Yeah, are we going to go down in history as minor podcasters? Probably. Probably, for sure. Yeah. If if yeah. we make it into the book at all. <laughs> into the book of podcasters. <laughs> podcasters. Right, like only 12 yeah. prophets. I imagine there were, remember when they like... When who was it? Someone rounded up like a hundred prophets in a cave or something like oh, that. Right. Oh, right. Do, so... They don't even get names. I think it was right? Samuel who did that. Yeah, they, they they didn't even get a name drop. Yeah, yeah. He was like trying to shelter them. Right. Exactly. Gosh. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows if we would even make it into the twelve minor prophets, or if we're just the hundred podcasters in the cave? You know, who gets killed? Right. So. Yeah, <laughs> but with those hundred podcasters in the cave, they probably all pod faded. You know, prophet faded. Mm, yeah. Many of them may have. And, and at least we're not. I'd say we might as well. Yeah, we might as well be a, at least a minor. We'll see. We'll see how our podcasting goes. Yeah, I. you know what? I'd be honored to be at least a minor podcaster in the annals of history. Yeah, totally. Yeah, hear that, Hosea? You should be grateful. You're right. To even be in the minor prophets. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember again, as always, what happened. All that I can remember is for our bonus episode, I was looking up stuff on the object lesson for Hosea, and it was one of those objects lessons that we found where somebody was putting like iodine on a nice white cloth. Oh, like the Sunday school object lesson. Mm. Yes, correct. Right. And I don't know what it really had to do with Hosea, but but yeah. 
Well, so we established right at the beginning, Hosea is a dude. Yes. Hosea was told by God to go marry a sex worker. Yes. And I guess kind of treat or her maybe just, like crap. Maybe just a promiscuous woman. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. That's why yeah. we cast Nelly Furtado in the role of the promiscuous woman. Yeah. And then yeah. in the role of Hosea, we cast Javier Bardem. And then the jury was a little out of what kind of hair does he get? Does he get bad. real sexy hair or does he get real bad hair like in No Country for Old Men? And Or James Bond. I think based on how he's acting, it's kind of combination James Bond, bleach, blonde. Gosh, that's hard to say. James Bond, bleach, blonde. <laughs> bleach blonde. No country for old Parted men. Down cut. the middle. Yeah. Yes, over yeah. the ears, yeah. just real bad hair on Hosea. Maybe by the end of this yeah. book, if he turns things around and redeems himself, he'll get good hair, but... Mm, I'm not yeah, counting maybe. on it. I'm not counting on it at all. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I would like it if he stopped using his kids and his wife as object lessons. But yeah, you know, no guarantee. I mean, he's been fine to the wife, but the kids, he did name them things like "Nobody loves you" and "and you're terrible" and yeah. "Not today, okay. Yahweh" or whatever, whatever <laughs> their names were. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> the way in which he speaks about his wife or that God speaks about his wife, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm not all for it, but whatever. It, we'll see what happens today. But I mean, to be fair, it is a very big change from what we read last time, you know, in Isaiah, mm-hmm. where it was, or not, Isaiah? Who did we read? Jeremiah? Ezekiel. No, wait. Oh Jeremiah? My Ezekiel? <laughs> They all run together now. Oh, dear. All wrong. 100% wrong. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But but remember in that one, we had this whole thing about, you know, Israel is the tiny child covered in salt that was groomed and then wasn't Mm. faithful and now is getting thrown out on the street. Whereas this is like a very different thing of like marry a woman who's already promiscuous or maybe a sex worker. And then she cheats on you and you stay married to her and you're good to her. Mm. So it is very different from that, at least. Yeah, um, that's true. From what that's we've true. gotten so far. So yeah, I guess we gotta gotta like applaud what we can in this book. <laughs> so what are you two drinking? Dedicare, you have a really big glass. Oh yeah. I feel like your big glasses are your thing now. Oh, I'm just drinking straight it's gin. Square. Just just straight gin. Yeah. Really nice Roku gin, a Japanese gin. And uh yeah, I just couldn't be fussed to do something fancy today. Uh, I mean, that's fine. There you go. Well done. I was I was surprised. I was like, what are you drinking? <laughs> She's like, straight gin, baby. <laughs> like, and you're okay. like, whoa. <laughs> cool. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I made myself a beautiful curacao, blue margarita. Mm. Uh, yeah, with some blue curacao in it. A uh, little margarita with a salted rim. It's quite delightful. We have Lovely. some fancy, some fancy sea salt that I used on here. Ooh, yes, quite beautiful. What about you, Em? Um, I'm continuing on my spicy kick. So this is fun. This is a gin drink, but it's almost like a. Bloody Mary, but with gin and tonic. It's like a Bloody Mary gin and tonic hybrid. Um, it looks like it looks like a glass of soup. So yes, it kind of. There, what I did was muddle um, little cherry tomatoes, jalapenos. Uh, I have cilantro for those of you who don't like cilantro. You can omit it and dill. And then also um, you throw in a little bit of hot sauce, salt and pepper, and uh, huh. Worcestershire sauce. I got vegan Worcestershire, so I was able to use that. And then, yeah, shake it all up with gin and then add some tonic on top. And it is so good. Yeah, I was it, like, I don't know about this recipe, but it is amazing. Highly, highly recommend. It sounds great. Yes. And it's your dinner too. So I, seriously, I just like pop all this in my mouth and we're good to go. Yeah. Sean, Sean in the chat is asking what's on the rim. Mm. Tahin. 
Oh, Tahin. Love yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's fun. Amazing. Nice. And yeah, I brought these uh, Thai chilies from last week to work and all the guys in the back were like munching on them, <laughs> which is amazing to me because one in my drink last week was enough to uh, just about oh, kill right. me. <laughs> yeah, but they were like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> so very <laughs> impressive. All righty. Awesome. What are we reading today? Yes, it is time. Today, we're continuing on with everyone's new favorite minor prophet, Hosea. <laughs> For now. <laughs> we're going to be reading five chapters today <laughs> in this second and also penultimate episode of Hosea. We're reading chapters five through nine, and then we're going to be reading one psalm today from a new psalmist. So everyone stay tuned for that. Mm. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, Hosea chapter 5. Listen to this, you priests. Whoa. Listen. <laughs> Good start. I like it. <laughs> house of Israel, and give ear, house of the king, for the judgment is against you, for you have been a snare at Mizpah and a net spread on Tabor. Mm. The rebels are deep in slaughter, but I discipline all of them. I know Ephraim, and Israel is not hidden from me. For now, Ephraim, you have played the prostitute. Israel's defiled. Their deeds won't allow them to turn to their God, for the spirit of prostitution is within them, and they don't know, Yahweh. This is our first reference to the spirit of prostitution. I kind of like that. Wait, <laughs> the spirit of prostitution. Yeah, Love it. Yeah, yeah. Like the essence. Now is, Dude. Oh, see, I was like, is this like the divine spirit of prostitution, or is this more just like sort of the whiff of prostitution? You know, like the... Um. <laughs> The essential oil of yeah. prostitution. Right, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And they don't know Yahweh. The pride of Israel testifies to his face. Therefore, Israel and Ephraim will stumble in their iniquity. Mm. Judah also will stumble with them. They will go with their flocks and with their herds to seek Yahweh, but they won't find him. He has withdrawn himself from them. They are unfaithful to Yahweh, for they have borne illegitimate children. Oh, Ugh, God forbid. Now the new moon will devour them with their fields. Spooky. The new Is this like uh, in, what is it, Majora's, Majora's Mask? Majora's Mask, the, yeah. The moon's going to come moon. down and <gasps> devour them. Oh, yeah. yum. Oh, I <laughs> love nom, nom, game. nom, nom. Yes. Blow the cornet in Gibeah and the trumpet in Ramah. Sound What's a cornet? Yeah, uh, like a trumpet, right? Kind of also like a uh, yeah. It's a it's a, like a trumpet. The curly cue, the the curly cue, boop a boo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the curly cue boop a boo. I like that exactly. a lot. Exactly, that's what a cornet it is. Uh, now, okay, I have to point out that just the the wildest thing just happened here, and that's that the language that you just read in the World English Bible is actually more modern than what's in the message. Whoa. Really? Yeah. So the message says, blow the ram's horn shofar in Gibeah, the bugle in Rama. I mean, I guess bugle is more modern. But the fact that yours were what? The cornet and what else? The trumpet. The trumpet. And the trumpet. I'm like, these are more common modern day terms. At least trumpet is. The shofar is probably more accurate though. Probably, yeah. Well done, Eugene. 
Fine, Eugene, you win this one. <laughs> Sound a battle cry at Beth Avon. Behind you, Benjamin. Okay, F- well, hold on, pause. Oh. I have to go back to the message because okay. he just says, signal the invasion of Sin City. Oh, it's a party. (laughs) Wow. Are we in Las Vegas or in Jerusalem? I mean, yeah. (laughs) Maybe neither. Where are we? Maybe we're in Jerusalem, but we're going to invade Las Vegas. Doing a Vegas weekend, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ephraim will become a desolation in the day of rebuke. Among the tribes of Israel, I have made known that which will surely be. The princes of Judah are like those who remove a landmark. I will pour out my wrath on them like water. That does sound annoying. I'm sorry, wait, what? (laughs) Removing a landmark. It's like someone knocks over your mailbox. Okay. Yeah. It's like some hijinks. Okay. Like now I can't find my way to the shop because they took down what? Like the... The signs. Statue or the billboard on the road? Well, there's no no Google Maps at this point, right? It's true. Mm, Yeah, yeah. okay, fair. fair. And so you're like, ah... Running in circles. The rock painted to look like Moses' face is gone. How am I going to know how many more uh, F-Oz to carry with me to reach the How many more spans until... Yes. Yeah. Ephraim is oppressed. He is crushed in judgment because he is intent in his pursuit of idols. Therefore, I am to Ephraim like a moth. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> like he's all been okay. your face all of a sudden, and you're like, ugh, oh, ugh, yeah. moth, <laughs> moth. Chewing, chewing on your clothes in your closet or something. Yeah. Um, nom, 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 nom. Into the house of Judah like rottenness. Mm. What does Eugene, what does the message say about the moth line? Yeah. What's the verse for that one? Is that 12? Yeah. Yeah. It's so... It's gross. Oh. He says, therefore, I'm pus to Ephraim. Uh, what? Dry is... rot in the house of Judah. Oh, so he just breezes right past the moth, huh? Yeah, he just doesn't even... He's like, no, pus, that's better. It's not. Well, I'd rather take a moth any day. Yeah, ditto. Yeah. When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah his wound, then Ephraim went to Assyria and sent to King Jerob. But he is not able to heal you. Neither will he cure you of your wound. For I will be to Ephraim like a lion and like a young lion to the house of Judah. Judah and the lion. So, well, one of them I'll be a little cuter, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so one I'm just a grizzly and another I'm a grizzly and also with babies. Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Or like a young lion. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, one is a big lion, one is a little lion. Or, I'm yeah. sorry, a lion? Lion, not a, gr- a grizzly? Lion? I don't know where you got a grizzly in, from. but In the message, it's a grizzly. Oh, that's, that's fun. That's weird. That's a weird change. Well, Eugene, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I myself will tear in pieces and go away. I will carry off and there will be no one to deliver. I will go and return to my place until they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me earnestly. That's it. Okay. Can I ask, is Hosea saying all these things he's prophesying to everyone? He's like saying what Yahweh is telling him to say, essentially? Yes. Yes. Okay. And it seemed like in that one, he was kind of switching back and forth between like talking about God in the third person, Mm -hmm. being like, and he says this and he did this. And then other times saying it. Like, I am God. First person, like, and then Yahweh said this, I I said this, and I'll be back and you'll look for me. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Okay. It's a, little, a little confusing. I noticed in the message, he just changed it all to be first person. Like he's kind of narrating from God. Huh. 
So then I was kind of surprised in the World English Bible that it kind of goes back and forth between the two. Well, maybe that's a translation issue. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. All right, so chapter six. Come and let us return to Yahweh, for he has torn us to pieces and he will heal us. He has injured us and he will bind up our wounds. It sounds like an abusive boyfriend right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He'll hurt us and then he'll bandage us up. Good. Yeah. Yikes. Good, good, good. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up and we will live before him. Let us acknowledge Yahweh. Let us press on to know Yahweh. As surely as the sun rises, Yahweh will appear. He will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain that waters the earth. Wow. So that was one big quote. And now here's another quote. It's like they're delineating the like difference. The deserts miss the rains. Yeah. And wait. I'll miss you. Is that a, you know, that is, is that a song that is a Bible song? Well, I don't think so. But okay. maybe, you know, there's, it's always hard to tell because I think biblical imagery is so widespread, mm. even if we don't know that that's where we got it. Yeah. But, you know, there's some imagery there. So who knows? That's true. Who knows? Okay, so here's the next quote. Ephraim, what shall I do to you? Judah, what shall I do to you? For your love is like a morning cloud and like the dew that disappears early. Therefore, I have cut them to pieces with the prophets. I killed them with the words of my mouth. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Your judgments are like a flash of lightning, for I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Mm. But they, like Adam, have broken the covenant. They were unfaithful to me there. Gilead is a city of those who work iniquity. It is stained with blood. As gang... So, yes. again, the message loves to come up with cool names for cities. Oh. Gilead has become crime city. <laughs> yeah. Is that like Gotham, maybe? Ooh, yeah. Mm, yeah, Gilead's good. become Gotham City. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the Batman's coming out soon, so. Uh-huh. Appropriate. There you go. Yeah. As gangs of robbers wait to ambush a man, so the company of priests murder in the way towards Shechem, committing shameful crimes. In the house of Israel, I have seen an honorable thing. Oh, no, an, a horrible thing, not honorable, horrible. <laughs> Very different meaning. Very like. different, yeah. Yes. <laughs> there is prostitution in Ephraim. Israel is defiled. Also, Judah, there is a harvest appointed for you when I restore the fortunes of my people. Okay. And that's the end of that chapter. Wow, that was very short. Oh, wow. God, so short. Also, prostitution in Ephraim, uh, Ephraim, like, isn't there prostitution everywhere? I'm assuming he must be referring to Ephraim or the tribe of Ephraim worshiping other gods. That's usually what he's Got meaning it. is... Sorry, guys. Worshiping other gods or fraternizing with other cultures, and you know he really doesn't like that. He hates it. Yeah. In the message, he says Ephraim worshiping in a religious whorehouse. Oh, gosh. Which kind of tracks with the whole sex and religion shrines yeah. thing. Yeah. I think that might be what he's going for. Got it. Also, M, can you read that last verse? Because I'm puzzled about Eugene's translation of this one. Also, Judah, there is a harvest appointed for you when I restore the fortunes of my people. Okay, let me hit you with the message. Okay. He says, you're as bad as the worst of them, Judah. You've been sowing wild oats. Now it's harvest time. (laughs) That's kind of a reap what you sow. (laughs) 
What? Take away. <laughs> but like the sowing wild oats is generally used as a euphemism for sleeping around. That's true. Yeah. And to say now it's harvest time is kind of like <laughs> provocative rather than, yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe he didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he just heard that term and didn't know what it meant. And he's something. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had no idea. Wild oats. Everyone mm-hmm. hates wild oats. They're not as good as <laughs> domesticated oats. I feel like we should do one more before doing... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Let's push through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Chapter 7. Uh, I almost started reading the message. I just really uh-huh. wanted... No, really don't, wanted don't do that. Okay. When I would heal Israel... Then the iniquity of Ephraim is uncovered. Also, the wickedness of Samaria, for they commit falsehood. And the thief enters in, and the gang of robbers ravages outside. Gang of robbers. Cool. They don't consider in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. Now their own deeds have engulfed them. They are before my face. They make the king glad with their wickedness, and the princes with their lies. They are all adulterers. They are burning like an oven that the baker stops stirring. What? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) What? An oven that the baker stops stirring. Okay, so I'm thinking is an old-timey oven where we actually have to light it on fire underneath, right? And we have to tend to it. Is it that the baker's just forgotten his oven is actively on fire? So the bread never rises. Well, okay, hang on. So there's there's a a comma after that. Let me read the rest of it and see if we can make sense of it. They are burning like an oven that the baker stops stirring, comma, from the kneading of the dough until it is leavened. The baker stops stirring from the kneading of the dough until it is leavened. leavened. Clear as mud to me, but okay. (laughs) Okay, I really hope that in the message it's something about like leaving... Leaving your cookies in the oven too long or... Oh, that's good. That's good. Mm, Cookies. Forgetting that you left the pot on the stove. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Eugene. He doesn't know what to do with it. He says, They're a bunch of overheated adulterers, like an oven that holds its heat from the kneading of the dough to the rising of the bread. Yeah, he also doesn't know what he's talking about. He I think I think I need okay, let's let's Eugene let doesn't us. know how bread works and he also doesn't know what Yahweh no. was saying. No. 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 Um let's look that up in the bonus because I'm sure there's something we're okay. missing about ancient forms of bacon bread, bread and making. having ovens and Dedeker, uh, yeah. did you go through a bread making phase during like these last two years? Um, I went through a bread making phase like 10 years ago before it was cool. So don't even talk to me about people <laughs> baking bread. That's why I'm asking because I feel like you would wow. and yes. that you know what's happening mm-hmm. here in a way that I do not. Uh, I haven't made bread is what I'm saying. No, making bread is great. Everyone should try it. Um, I don't know why in the pandemic everyone was like, I'm going to make sourdough because that's not a beginner bread. Oh, yeah. so, maybe that's why. They were like, I have time to not beginner my life. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think people were just getting a little too big for their baker britches early in the pandemic. Maybe, maybe. I, I don't know why. I don't know what it was. Like this weird collective mania about we have to make sourdough even though I've never made bread in my entire life. But I'm not going to rant about bread right now. Let's just keep going. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. On the day of our king, the princes made themselves sick with the heat of wine. He joined his hand with mockers. What? Okay. For they have made ready their heart like an oven while they lie in wait. Their baker sleeps all the night. 
in the morning, it burns as a flaming fire. Okay, this metaphor is just... (laughs) I think they they got a little screwed up with this metaphor. They're trying hard, but I don't think that it's a good metaphor. It's like a fever dream. (laughs) It is a fever dream. Yeah. It's like some ergot got into their bread, if you know what I mean. Uh Uh-huh. They are all hot as an oven and devour their judges. All their kings have fallen. There is no one among them who calls to me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to keep going with these baking metaphors. <laughs> Ephraim, he mixes himself among the nations. Ephraim, <laughs> Ephraim is a pancake not turned over. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so it just gets like hotter and more intense on the bottom and it's burning. Burnt on one side and raw and on the raw other on the side. Other. There you go. <laughs> okay, new dish for the Archipelago Sandwich Pub. The, no, the we half- can't make the burnt pancake. <laughs> yeah, it's be but can you make a burnt pancake, pancake and make it good? Could you find a way to make it good? Mm. I, I don't know, Dedeker. I think that we're going to have to workshop that one. Yeah, time for experimentation in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, you could maybe, if you did like you know, like a charcoal pancake, but only on the one side with the charcoal, so it looks burned, Ooh, but it's actually delicious. Oh, that's clever. Now, I am dying to know what the actual Hebrew word is here because I don't think they had pancakes. Probably a yeah, flatbread. Yeah, that's a good... This is a good hermeneutic stack exchange okay. question for the bonus, I think. So, be sure to put that in about pancakes there. Maybe like latkes, right? It's got to be mm, something like that. I could go for a good I mean, latke. I know, I know latkes are Jewish, but I, are they that old? Uh, yeah, who knows? Was there a lot of potato cultivation know. in the Middle East at this time? I don't hear oh, about yeah. potatoes a lot, but they might be there. Boy, now I got to go into research the history of latkes. Mm, Gosh, okay. Just want to this is good. Episode. We got lots of content. <laughs> okay, Ephraim. It's all just, food related. Just to reiterate, Ephraim is a pancake not turned over. Strangers have devoured his strength and he doesn't realize it. Indeed, gray hairs are here and there on him, and he doesn't realize it. Wait, who has gray hair? Who are we making fun of now? Ephraim. Ephraim. Okay, Ephraim still, still a pancake. Yeah. Gray hairs. How embarrassing. A gray-haired pancake. Gross. <laughs> yeah. The pride of Israel testifies to his face, yet they haven't returned to Yahweh their God, nor sought him for all this. Ephraim... There's just more metaphors. New metaphor now. Ephraim is like an easily deceived dove without understanding. <laughs> I just everyone knows how gullible doves are, am I right? Just like, <laughs> kind of walking around with its head bopping. How would you how would you personally deceive a dove? I don't know. I, I'd have to, you can't look it in the eye. You have to go behind it while it's pecking or trying to like move mm. around. Okay. How do you know this? And then maybe, no, I haven't done this. I'm just saying like, like you can't look a dove in the eye. Like they have what, to, what, like a pigeon. What are you talking about, Emily? What is this like <laughs> you have to, ancient magical tome bestiary knowledge about not looking a dove in the eye? I'm vegan, okay? No, I'm kidding. You, if it, I'm just thinking maybe you can go up to a dove when its back is turned to you and try to pick it up. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, is this speculation or is this a fact? I, I think it would it might work. What? <laughs> I really got jizz going for some reason. I don't know what's There's only one I'm... way to find out. Oh my gosh. No, just like you can't because they are very 
they're scaredy cats, but they're doves. And so you can't, you can't like go up to a dove. It'll run it. It'll fly away. You have to like approach it gently. I while its back is turned. I would deceive a dove by like making a like like taking a gray sock and stuffing it and making it into like a fake lady dove. That's and that's how that's also good. That's also good. That's what I. And then you would walk up to it while its back was turned to the lady dove. To the lady dove. The lady dove is looking at you, and it's looking at the lady dove, and then you would pick it up. What would you, how would you personally deceive a dove, Chase? <laughs> I'm crying. I'm crying laughing so hard. <laughs> Just not looking a dove in the eye. Something about that really caught Don't look me. it in the eye. <laughs> it's like, oh, obviously, you just don't look it in the eye. That's how you trick a dove. Everyone knows that. Oh, wow. Okay. I have to go on. I have to go on. Okay. Okay. All right. Ephraim is like an easily deceived dove without understanding. They call to Egypt. They call to Assyria. When they go, I will spread my net on them. I will bring them down like the birds of the sky. I will chastise them as their congregation has heard. Is this what is the trick you play on doves as you throw a net over them, I guess? Mm, no bird can mm. resist a net. Yeah, it's true. That's science. <laughs> Woe to them, for they have wandered from me. Destruction to them, for they have trespassed against me. Though I would redeem them, yet they have spoken lies against me. They haven't cried to me with their heart but they howl on their beds. <laughs> who? Who is this? Is this still Ephraim? Yeah, I guess this is still Ephraim. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Okay. But they howl on their beds. Yeah. They assemble themselves for grain and new wine. They turn away from me. Though I have taught and strengthened their arms, yet they plot evil against me. They return, but not to the most high. They are like a faulty bow. One, one more metaphor. Okay. They're like a faulty bow. Their princes will fall by the sword for the rage of their tongue. This will be their derision in the land of Egypt. Wow. The end of chapter. What a chapter. Like yeah. 600 metaphors. I love that. Seriously. <laughs> Sean in the chat was like, when doves cry and they just referenced a prince. And so I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Prince it knows. There yeah. it is. Prince knows about doves that they cry when you look at them. So you can't look at them. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this. Annalisa says, we've got any kind of raven from way back in Exodus or... Yeah, well, not Exodus, Leviticus, <laughs> yeah. somewhere, and then also you can't Deuteronomy. look. At, you can't look a dove in the eye. It's a pretty good sort <laughs> <Yeah>. of complimentary <laughs> expression to go along with any kind of raven. I just want like like two birds, kind of like on either side. Like you see a dove and a raven. And they're okay, kind of like yeah. looking back at each other. They're like, hey. Oh, this is like the DBS coat of arms. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I like Okay, this is a good. dove and a okay. raven. Yeah, dove and a raven. Because aren't good. doves like, are, are they supposed to be like for Jesus or something? They're for Jesus. <laughs> doves for Jesus. No, they show up a lot in the Bible though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. But the, the, the main dove, the main famous dove that we've read so far is in Genesis in the flood where Noah gets brought the olive branch from a, a dove brings an olive branch as like a sign that the floods have receded enough that there's land exposed again. Mm-hmm. That that was like the message of peace. That's why the whole olive branch is a peace sign is supposedly from that story. Okay, okay. 
And then also doves were, I think, often used in sacrifice. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. We did have those in some of the offerings. But not ravens? No. No, because those are unclean. No kind of raven. Any kind of raven is unclean. Yeah, Doves are okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. The way it was explained to me was as far as the sacrifice economy goes, if you were a poor person, you could afford a dove. Like you may not have flocks of sheep or Or cows or or rams, but... But you may have a flock of doves. You could catch a dove. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're easily deceived. They are. All you have to do is don't look them in the eye, (laughs) throw a net on them, done. Yeah. (laughs) Or create Dedeker's like faux dove. Yeah, the lady dove, the decoy dove. Oh yeah, the sock dove. (laughs) Faux lady dove. Yeah. The decoy dove. Like a decoy duck, but it's a decoy dove. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I want you to like create a knitting pattern, Dedeker, and create this dove. What, a little dove to knit? Oh yeah. Yes. A decoy dove, yeah. Oh, wow. That's quite a project. I think you can do it. Yeah, stay tuned for the DBS merch store. You can buy Dedeker's uh, knitting pattern for a decoy dove. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Okay, wow. All right. We've got to take a moment to compose ourselves. Obviously, everyone probably just chugged their drinks during that Mm. last (laughs) chapter, so it's time to refill those. Mm -hmm. And we're going to take a quick break to talk about some ways that you can support this show. The best way is just to tell your friends about it. We would love to have more people hanging out. We've been getting more people each week in our live shows, which you can get to at drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. Check us out on Twitch. It's a ton of fun. We love having everyone here. And also just tell your friends about the show so they can listen to it on their own as well, even if they're not able to make the live shows. And if you really love us, I mean, if you really loved us, you would also support us on Patreon, which you can do at patreon.com slash study. And as a thank you for becoming a supporter on Patreon, we have things like early releases of episodes, personal toasts on the show, uh, Emily's drink recipes, and our undying love and affection. And we would really appreciate you for it. All right, folks, we're going to be moving along with Hosea chapter 8. Put the trumpet to your lips. Good, good. Something like an eagle is over Yahweh's house. Oh, wait. <laughs> Something exactly like an eagle. <laughs> is it a dove? Is it a Who knows? dove? It's a louder, it's a bigger, louder dove. <laughs> Let's see here. The message says vultures. Oh. Uh, NIV just says it is an eagle. It's mm. an eagle. Uh, let's see. King James says uh, eagle. Um, but the complete Jewish Bible says a vulture. So mm. vulture or eagle or something like an eagle. Okay. Uh, something like an eagle is over Yahweh's house because they have broken my covenant and rebelled against my law. They cry to me, my God, we Israel acknowledge you. Israel has cast off that which is good. The enemy will pursue him. They have set up kings, but not by me. <laughs> they have made princes, and I didn't approve. Jeez. Of their silver and their gold, they have made themselves idols that they may be cut off. Let Samaria throw out his calf idol. My anger burns against them. How long will it be before the, they are the, before they are capable of purity? I'm assuming what? they meant that to be a they. they. For this is even from Israel. The workmen made it, and it is no god. Indeed, the calf of Samaria shall be broken in pieces, for they sow the wind and they will reap the whirlwind. Is this still that calf that they're pissed about? Oh, the golden calf? No, I think this is one that belongs to Samaria specifically. 
but probably another calf idol of some sort. They could have been inspired by the Sumerian calf, perhaps. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I don't think Aaron sort of invented the idea of worshiping a calf. I think that was kind of just a popular thing in the area that did that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I just, I want to hit you though real quick with uh, the message. The thing about, you said planting wind and harvesting whirlwinds. Yeah. Eugene tried to make this metaphor clearer by saying, planting wind seeds, they'll harvest tornadoes. Okay. Excuse you? (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. If you plant wind seeds, there's a little known fact. If you plant seeds of wind, they will eventually grow into tornadoes. Yeah. Okay. There will be tornadoes like just coming up out of the ground. Out of the ground, yeah. Like lettuce. All over the place. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He has no standing grain. The stalk will yield no head. If it does yield, strangers will swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now they are among the nations like a worthless thing, for they have gone up to Assyria, like a wild donkey wandering alone. (laughs) Ephraim has hired lovers for himself. Oh. But although they sold themselves among the nations, I will now gather them. And they begin to waste away because of the oppression of the king of mighty ones. Because Ephraim has multiplied altars for sinning, they became for him altars for sinning. I wrote for him the many things of my law, but they were regarded as a strange thing. Such a strange thing. As for the sacrifices (laughs) of my offerings, they sacrifice flesh and eat it, but Yahweh doesn't accept them. Oh, because Yahweh wants to eat it. Yep. Okay. Now he will remember their iniquity and punish their sins. They will return to Egypt. For Israel has forgotten his maker and built palaces, and Judah has multiplied fortified cities. But I will send a fire on his cities, and it will devour its fortresses. End of the chapter. Wow. Okay. Last one. I mean, it's like he's I got a drag. I appreciate Hosea for having short chapters, though. Yeah, they do move along. Yeah, I mean, we'll be done next week. It's fine. It's one of the things I always enjoy about um, reading uh, Kurt Vonnegut books is he'll have chapters that are like a paragraph. And so it's like, oh, let me just make it to the end of this next chapter instead of staying up an extra hour like you would do if you're reading, you know, I don't know. I don't know who. Who writes long chapters? Anyone? Uh, I, I'm not going to say Stephen King. Maybe sometimes, <laughs> but not always. I'm going to say Neil Stevenson. Oh, okay. Neil Stevenson has okay. exceptionally long chapters in his books. Okay. But Vonnegut doesn't, and neither does Hosea. No. Thus saith Jace. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. All right. This is it for Hosea today. And then next week is it. Yeah. For Hosea forever. Cool. I'm going to hit you with the message as soon as you finish this verse, because it's really good. Nine. Don't rejoice, Israel, to jubilation like the nations, for you were unfaithful to your God. You love the wages of a prostitute at every grain-threshing floor. Okay, what? Okay, this is really good. (laughs) Don't waste your life in wild orgies, Israel. Don't party away your life with the heathen. Come on. You walk away from your God at the drop of a hat and like a whore, sell yourself promiscuously at every sex and religion party on the street. Oh, there's multiple sex and religion parties <laughs> yeah. on the same street. There are like 10. <laughs> it's like Greek row in a college yeah. town. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hit this one and then this one. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Eugene. God, he's really bad at selling himself. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> he yeah. does not understand what the people want. Right. He, no. <laughs> 
The threshing floor in the wine press won't feed them, and the new wine will fail her. They won't dwell in Yahweh's land, but Ephraim will return to Egypt, and they will eat unclean food in Assyria, like ravens. No, I'm kidding. No, oh, really. Dang it, I was going to be excited. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Can't, can't fake us out like that, Emily. Sorry. <laughs> they won't pour out wine offerings to Yahweh, neither will they be pleasing to him. Their sacrifices will be to them like the bread of mourners. All who eat of it will be polluted, for their bread will be for their appetite. It will not come into the house of Yahweh. I don't, whatever, okay. I don't know what they mean by that. <laughs> Just that you're going to have food, but it's not going to be good. Good, because it's pleasing. not like, food in my house, which is okay. better. I don't know. What will you do in the day of solemn assembly and in the day of the feast of Yahweh? For behold, they have gone away from desecration. Destruction, that's what I meant to say. Egypt will give them up. Memphis will bury them. We're walking in Memphis. Mm. Nettles will possess their pleasant things of silver. Thorns will be in their tents. The days of visitation have come. The days of reckoning have come. Israel will consider the prophet to be a fool and the man who is inspired to be insane because of the abundance of your sins and because your hostility is great. Is he talking about Hosea here? Yeah, that's... Prophet. I mean, that sounds like every prophet of like men who are inspired to be insane because of how bad all the Israelites are. Yeah, okay. So according to Eugene here, it's, yeah, kind of like Dedeker said that Israel just in general is going to say, the prophet is crazy. The man of the spirit is nuts. But is the chicken or the egg, though? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, all right, sure. Really, though. Yeah. A prophet watches over Ephraim with my God. A fowler's snare is on all of his paths. And hostility is in the house of his God. They have deeply corrupted themselves, as in the days of Gibeah. (laughs) He will... I don't know, Gibeah? Gibeah? Gibeah. He will remember their iniquity. He will punish them for their sins. I found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers as the first ripe in the fig tree at its first season. But oh, they we're back came. to more metaphors. I like this. Okay, yeah. so I came upon you and you were grapes. A little grape and a little ripe fig tree at the fig. first season. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, delicious. But they came to Baal Peor and consecrated themselves to the shameful thing and became abominable. Mm. Whoops. Abominable. <laughs> abominable? The abominable snowman? Abominable? Oh, crap. Abominable. 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 No, a bomb. A bomb. A bomb. A like, bomb. No, it's a bomb inside a bowl. Abominable. Abominable. Oh, there you thanks, go. Stediger, that's great. <laughs> That's a great way of saying it. It's a bomb and a bowl. And this is how you deceive a dove. Uh-huh. <laughs> you stick a bomb in a bowl, they'll never see it coming. Okay. And became a bomb in a bowl that <laughs> like that which they loved. Okay, yes, John in the chat. Everyone. It's a bomb in a bowl. Is that on the Archipelago Sandwich Pub menu? And okay. if so, what is it? Yeah, what is it going to be? What's going to be yeah. the bomb? Abominable. I think it's it's got to be like a big pot roast, maybe a vegan pot roast that just has 
like it can a, be both. You could get a vegan or a non-vegan version. Like a bunch of chilies on the inside. Mm. Oh, that's good. But yeah, what if maybe, it's, I think it should be a drink though, because it's a bomb. chili. Right? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's a drink inside of a pot roast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Many years ago, when California was first on fire, I made a drink called California is on fire and so is this drink. And I was thinking about it today. I forgot what I put in it. Mm. But... It could be abominable instead. It could be, okay, no, this is what it is. It's a pot roast and on the inside is a buzz ball. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, okay. Because those look like little little bombs, little old-timey bombs. Exactly, yeah. like little bombs. They do, they do look like a bomb. <laughs> okay, great. <sighs> Where was Done. I? Um, we got it. As for Ephraim, their glory will fly away like a bird. There will be no birth, none with child, and no conception. Though they bring up their children, yet I will bereave them so that not a man shall be left. Indeed, woe also to them when I depart from them. Ephraim, like I have seen Tyre, (laughs) is planted. Wait, what? Hold on. Back up. Sorry. Ephraim, Ephraim, like like I have have seen seen Tyre, is planted in a pleasant place. But Ephraim will bring out his children to the killer. Whoa, yikes. Who? The killer. What? I don't know. The killers? It's like the killer comes around. He's like, I'm going to kill y'all. They're like, take my kids. Or maybe it's the band, the killers. Give them, but Oh, he's going to take his kids to the killers show and they go on tour. Maybe just the lead singer. It's just the lead singer who's singing. It's the killer. Oh, right. The killer. Just one of them. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. There you go. Give them, Yahweh, what will you give? Wait, give them dash dash, Yahweh, what will you give? What will you give? Yeah, I just thought of that too. Yeah. Dedeker, that's a Jason Robert Brown reference. Oh, okay. All right, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Give them, I'll give them a miscarrying womb and dry breasts. And I said, I'd rather have the moon. <laughs> yeah, okay. Perfect. For anyone who doesn't know, this is from Songs for a New World. Oh, it's that one. Songs for a New World. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what it <laughs> but is. But in that song, the things the person offers to give I'll are... I'll give you a miscarrying woman, try breasts and... <laughs> yep, that's 100% what's happening. <laughs> I'm grabbing my breasts because that sounds painful to have dry breasts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm I'm ready for this musical, though. Can we just make a parody musical of Songs for New World that we all rewrite it to be (laughs) Hosea? There's a lot of amazing, like, we'll call it stuff here. Okay. (laughs) Songs for a New Hosea. Songs for a New Hosea. Songs for a Minor Prophet. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, so give them a miscarrying womb and dry breasts. All their wickedness is in Gilgal. For there I hated them. Because of the wickedness of their deeds, I will drive them out of my house. I will love them no more. All their princes are rebels. Ephraim is struck. Their roots has dried up. They Mm. will bear no fruit. Mm. Even though they bring forth, yet I will kill the beloved ones of their womb. My God will cast them away because they did not listen to him and they will be wanderers among the nations. It's this entire chapter slash this entire book. 
Yeah. So this was very different from our last reading, right? Because our last reading was setting up this whole weird object lesson with the go marry a prostitute and give your kids these terrible names and then mm-hmm. and then go buy her back and do all this stuff. And now it's just the prophecies. I don't know what happened to get us from A to B where we're talking about jackfruit and doves and bombs and bulls and dry breasts and all and pancakes being a not flipped over pancake it's okay it's a, yeah. it's a big yes like the people it's in the chat are saying it's a menu it's a menu <laughs> yeah. of not that appetizing of meals it's a menu of nonsense if you think about it though in the other prophets the major ones that is that we've read they all kind of follow this similar pattern of like, I'm going to start off with some personal stories and then I'm going to tell you about how bad everything's going to be and then I'm going to tell you about how good everything's going to be after it's bad. So is that next week? We'll see. Maybe, right? Maybe we've just condensed that. And Hosea's like, look, we don't need to spend months on this. Let's just Mm -hmm. just hit you with the main story points. He's like the Cliff's Notes of Prophets. Oh, that's kind of nice. Hosea Cliff the Prophet. You know, <laughs> Clifford, the prof. All right, we we have a long, long psalm today. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. get on it. Now it's time for silly psalms with DBS, the part of the show where DBS comes out and reads a psalm. Psalm eighty-nine, a contemplation by Ethan, the Ezraite. Who the heck is wait? This is like a kid that was in high school with me. Yeah. And Ethan. Yeah. This is your friend Ethan from high school. He he was a one-hit wonder. Got it. probably didn't even know. But Ethan the Ezraite had this one psalm that he wrote, and this is it. I will sing of the loving kindness of Yahweh forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. I indeed declare... Love stands firm forever. You established the heavens, your faithfulness, faithful. Oh boy, Jay. That was not on purpose. Your faithfulness is in them. I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant. Mm. Are we talking as Yahweh now? I I think we're being God. Okay. I have sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build up your throne to all generations. Selah. The heavens will praise your wonders, Yahweh. Your faithfulness also in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to Yahweh? I'm I'm kind of doing him as like a wide-eyed youth. Hmm. Wow. Who among the sons of the heavens being... Boy. (laughs) Who among the sons of the heavenly beings is like Yahweh? A very awesome God in the council of the Holy Ones. So awesome. To be feared above all who are around him. Yahweh, God of armies, who is a mighty one like you. Yah, if I can call you that. So that's not, <laughs> I, I made that up. Yah. Yeah. Your faithfulness is around you. You rule the pride of the sea. When its waves rise up, you calm them. You have broken Rahab in pieces like one of the slain. Mm. You have scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The the earth also yours. The world and its fullness. You have founded them. You have created the north and the south. Tabor and Hermon rejoice in your name. (laughs) You have a mighty arm. Boy. Your hand is strong. 
Oh. And your right hand is exalted. <laughs> Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Okay. Loving kindness and truth go before your face. Blessed are the people who learn to acclaim you. They walk in the light of your presence, Yahweh. In your name, they rejoice all day. In your righteousness, they are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. In your favor, our horn will be exalted. Our shield belongs to Yahweh, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Then you spoke in vision to your saints and said, I have given strength to the warrior. I have exalted a young man from the people. I have found David, my servant. I have appointed him with my holy oil. What is this voice for God? This is new. This is. I am a holy oil God. This is Ethan, the wide-eyed child, doing an impression of God. Oh, okay, great. As you were. Okay, yeah. I have found David, my servant. I have appointed him with my holy oil, with whom my hand shall be established. My arm will also strengthen him. No enemy will tax him. Okay. Totally tax exempt because he starts a religion. That makes sense. Definitely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. No wicked man will oppress him. I will beat down his adversaries before him and strike those who hate him. But my faithfulness and my loving kindness will be with him. In my name, his horn shall be exalted. Wink. I will set his hand also on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He will call to me, You are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will also appoint him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. Hmm. I will keep my loving kindness for him forevermore. My covenant will stand firm with him. I will also uh, make his offspring endure forever. I feel like, okay, I feel like right now Ethan is just role-playing with David where Ethan is being God, (laughs) Mm. is being Yahweh, and now finally responding to David about how much he loves his favorite boy, David. That's the scene that's playing out in my head. That's fun. Okay, see, I was thinking this is more like David is doing like a puppet show explaining to other people the relationship between God and David or something like that. (laughs) That's also good. Uh, Also amazing. For a school project, I'm assuming. Of course. Yeah. Wait, David's school project? No, Ethan's school project. Got it. I'm assuming this is like happening well after David. Okay. Or, Or maybe during the reign of David later on, but... You know, it's got a school project. Like, do a, do a performance yeah. about the story of David and why he's our king. Okay. Okay, we got a lot to go. <laughs> yeah. I will also make his offspring endure forever and his throne as the days of heaven. If his children forsake my law and don't walk in my ordinances, if they break my statutes and don't keep my commandments, then I will punish their sin with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. <laughs> but... I will not completely take my loving kindness from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. I will not break my covenant, nor alter what my lips have uttered. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His offspring lie to him. Don't you dare lie to David. His offspring will endure forever, his throne like the sun before me. It will be established forever like the moon the faithful witness of the sky. Selah. Selah. But you have rejected and spurned. You have been angry with your anointed. You have renounced the covenant of your servant. 
You have defiled his crown in the dust. You have broken down all his hedges. (laughs) He spent a lot of time trimming those. Wow. You have brought his strongholds to ruin. All who pass by the way rob him. He has become a reproach to his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his adversaries. You have made all of his enemies rejoice. Yes, you turned back the edge of his sword and haven't supported him in battle. You have ended his splendor and thrown his throne down to the ground. You have shortened the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. Selah. How long, Yahweh? Will you hide yourself forever? Will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short time is. For what vanity you have created all the children of men. What man is he who shall live and not see death? Who shall deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Selah. I feel like this little kid just got very deep all of a sudden. Oh, yes, very, very much so. Very wise for such a young child. Lord, where are your former loving kindnesses, which you swore to David in your faithfulness? Remember, Lord, the reproach of your servants, how I bear in my heart the taunts of all the mighty peoples, with which your enemies have mocked, Yahweh, with which they have mocked the footsteps of your anointed one. Blessed be Yahweh forevermore. Amen and amen. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Well, so I guess, this kid must be one of those minor, minor prophets that didn't make it in the books. Right? Oh, like a teeny, tiny, tiny, tiny boy prophet. Baby prophet? Yeah. He's one of those cave prophets. Like we're a cave podcast. You know, he's, he's one of those. <laughs> the cave cast. The cave cast. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. And that's it. We, we got to bring this to a close. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh Nonnen from their album Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. You know